Tech Industry Podcast, and I'm David Andrew Let's dig in. All right, today I'm chatting with founder of Evo Band Apps, Brian Pellucci. How are you today, Brian? Doing really good. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. So let's get right into this. What is Evo Band Apps? Oh, well, that's, that's kind of a long story in itself. Long story really is uh, I am a digital marketer by trade, but really I'm just a guitar player and an audio engineer, right? At the end of the day, um, you know, recording my first album, got wicked into the studio side of things, um, wound up going to school for audio engineering, and that's where my passion laid and was. But Years ago, trying to make money, and when recording studio business has changed, you know, I'm sure that I've heard other episodes and other people, the whole recording structure and business has changed. So mm. you don't need to come to the studio and pay me anymore, basically, to record music. So back in 2008, um, we tried to figure out how to keep the studio business really going, and, and that led to a lot of online mixing and mastering, which I started dipping my toes into the online advertising world in general. Um, and that did well for a while, um, but it, it turned into um, me helping other friends evolve and adapt, especially as a as a digital guy, right? We've, we've, as musicians, we've all lived through the analog to digital change, right? We all went from the tape to, you know, uh, the decks and hard drives we're on now. And it's the same thing in business that, that's evolved. And, um, you know, helping other bands and friends and people um, with their online marketing, like I was doing with my business, try to keep going. It, I started making more money helping them, you know, as a freelancer really going. And that's really where it took off into training and I educated myself and dove in and real heavy into the digital marketing um, world. Fast forward um, probably about six years now, we've got um, – a lot of small business clients. We've built websites, Facebook ads. We do over 4.7 million a year in other people's ads. Um, Facebook, which is you know the place where bands need to be. Um, but that all evolved into how do we take the same strategies, the same models, the same things that are working for all my other clients, right? The podcasters with the membership groups, the Twitch video game guys with their subscriptions, the bloggers and YouTuber, where every day at work, it seemed like I was going, you know, damn, if only a, a band was following these same strategies, um, the, the whole industry would change. And luckily now, there's a lot more of this guys like you there's a lot of great resources um including like um you know uh like uh, even the other guy indiepreneur um with uh, that guy kyle and how he's teaching people really great complex sales funnels for their for their uh finding fans with facebook ads and you're starting to see more guys like you guys come out and you're starting to see more real case studies and proof of people leveraging these same tools and strategies in even the Patreon model, for example, of charging memberships. And basically, it comes down to selling your music just like every other product is sold online. So the new music you know, business, like you say, mm -hmm. it's not really a music business. It's a, it's a content business. You know, we're yeah. all in the content game now. 
Yeah, exactly. The sooner you can wrap your head around that idea that we're all content creators and publishers, and we need to get that out to our fans. We need to distribute it. We need to market it. And and then we need to attract an audience and build an audience through that. Not just an audience, but a list, right? More concretely, we need an email list or some kind of list that allows us to continually market to those people. And and we've learned that the email list is becoming more and more important. As people say, oh, email's dying. Look at what the changes on Facebook recently, um, the changes on any platform, you know, uh, anything could be gone and dead tomorrow either way. Uh, so it, it's same thing. If you're thinking of your band as a business, number one rule of business, build your business on your own platform, not someone else's. Mm-hmm. You can't rely on a third party platform to build your own your own business. So having that list um, is, you know, number one. And when when we really if we want to break it down right for for what this really means, it all comes down to the difference between hope marketing, which is I'm going to make an album and hope people find it. I'm going to play a show and I hope that the people I tell to go visit my websites, I hope uh, some of them turn into actual fans that will buy something. That's all hope marketing. You, so many bands saying, oh, well, my marketing plan is crushing it. I've got all these plays and I'm on these lists and I'm on this and that. But that's all still hope marketing. And without a plan in place to turn somebody from cold to warm to hot, which is in the marketing world, if anyone's familiar, that's the um, will you marry me marketing model, right? That's the... <laughs> That's the and a lot of bands, you know, I think this helps them to break it down. Right. So will you marry me? Marketing is a simple way to understand that selling any product, whether it be a service or product, your band, getting that super fan to pay you. It's just like trying to find a a husband or a wife. You cannot walk up to a random person and say, this is me. I'm awesome. I want to marry you right now. Let's make it happen. Trust me, you, it's the same thing when you when you hope someone sees you at a live show and buys your music. You're, you're just going for the close. You're going for the end game. Nobody makes purchasing decisions, relationship to say any type of decision that way. So you need as a as a band, as an artist, the same type of sales funnel, marketing funnel, call it what you want. But the process to move them between the cold audience who are people who have no idea who you are and you're going to engage with them for the first time, your warm audience, you're going to talk to her different after you introduce yourself, right? You know, let's go from that, from cold, hi, this is my name, this is us, here's a peak, all right, I'm here and I'm still here, all right, well, let me warm you up and give you some goodies and show you why our band is more than just these songs that this is what we stand for and 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 these are things we believe in and that really what gets them pushes them to that hot audience then she's ready for the close then you can go in and say so the same idea works with bands uh, as it does any other product and it's understanding that so much hustle that so many great independent musicians put in and it feels it, it drives me crazy when i look at the the guys who are really hustling to to connect engage with their fans and on the back end they don't have a lead magnet or that tripwire product to turn them in and you know i know you've you've gone over a lot of this in your books and 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 you know a lot of your stuff um but it, it's they break it down fundamentally 
I think those are the barriers to understand the difference between hope marketing, to understand what the basic sales funnel, what your plan is, what is your strategy to move that person between cold to warm to hot. And then if you can get that, that empowers everybody on the band, like everyone in my office, on the same goal. We have a team. There's a goal. We need to introduce ourselves to these cold people, warm them up turn them into buying, paying fans. And ultimately, the real game is the monthly recurring revenue, right? Mm -hmm. That's the ultimate game for anyone. And it happens way more than um, than people really think, I, I, I think. And by the way, I did meet a girl once who wanted to be married and it didn't really seem to be mattered to who <laughs> and she would post these articles on facebook and then send them to me and i would go that's really weird you know these articles would talk about love at first sight and people who got married upon first meeting each other and, and things like that and or how arranged marriages really work <laughs> yeah. as the story goes like I did eventually ask this girl to go to lunch with me, not because I was thinking, oh, you know, I hope she marries <laughs> me. That's not the thought process at all. I just like, let's try to put an end to this one way or another. And she said, no, Can you believe that? Burn. Yeah. It's well, pe people have their own interpretations of uh, what a, uh, a, a, a meaningful relationship is either way when they push through. Just like that guy, there was a recent viral video of that guy that was being kind of a dick and he posted this Facebook Live video like, look, you know, if you want to go out with me, let's just do it. If you if you don't think it's all then then screw you, go away. <laughs> but uh, but it's the same. Anyone that that it, it, it's. The same thing we do in real life, we need to translate online. The relationship building strategies that we, we do in real life has to translate online. And really, at the end of the day, that's what the the business model, you could say, that you could take that we wrapped around the mobile app platform as in itself. Mm -hmm. So the idea is to originally our app platform is built for businesses and it, it's straight up with loyalty programs and all the e-commerce stuff and mobile food ordering for our, our restaurant clients. But we, we've taken the app platform that was built for businesses and said, okay, how can we, A, make this affordable enough for bands, but B, build in the automated business model that we're talking about so the app could be their lead gen, the tripwire, mm -hmm. to connect with new people to grow their email list and connect that data into their phones by the fans signing in with Facebook, Google, Twitter, their email, and and then engaging with those people. And when I say engagement, I mean like the guys, again, that are really engaging, not you posting some random stuff to there just for them to listen to. I'm talking about making them feel like they're part of the band, mm -hmm. you know, making them part of the songwriting process, making them, I'm an audio engineer, so I love to hear the, see the studio stuff, and I want to hear the, the mixes as they're going along. That's true engagement, and that will turn someone so hot into a super fan where they will pay you five, ten dollars $10 a month or yearly packages or, you know, there's been a lot of different successful packages that you can look at on Patreon. Sometimes I'll go and look at the top Patreon mm. guys and see what their packages look like. You know, a lot of it's the one-off pay for a year type deal. But we love just the small monthly recurring, just like we're all familiar paying for Netflix and Hulu and everything else on a monthly subscription now. And then to monetize them and open up. And I think one of the biggest pieces 
not only small businesses make, but artists make are affiliate programs versus endorsements, mm. right? Endorsements are cool, but affiliate programs generally generate actual cash flow. So any product that you love, you say you Google that product plus affiliate program, and you can sign up, be get your own custom link, and anyone that buys from that custom link, that money gets sent directly to your PayPal account. So opening, and that's just one example of opening different streams of revenue, because a band is never going to be independently or any business or either me or you. Nobody builds wealth without multiple streams of revenue. Yeah. Um, so it's really just all that work and all those years and, and everything that we've put into, I'm really coming heavy now out into trying to um, hook up bands this way and make them um, maybe learn or open their mind to this business model itself. But I'm not trying to change. I know I understand art. I'm a guitar player. I, said, I understand um, not a lot of people get excited about business like I do or maybe you do. Like, yeah. And that's fine. Like. I I watch the the profits on my DVR, right? Like recorded. Like those are if you're not that's fine if you're not that person, but I want to empower them with the plan, the tools and the business model to keep doing exactly what they're doing, right? They put my recording studio basically out of business because you can make content now cheap and quick, mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be perfect albums away. You can engage and make content with for your fans on a whole nother level that uh, people just need to uh, have one real system, one real strategy, and one tool to do it. Um, so that's why we're doing what we're doing, man. I mean, I'm a huge believer in the recurring business model, and that's something I'm working on with my business as well. I should have some coaching uh, options launched here soon, but it's not a complicated business model. Like you said, it's like subscribing to Netflix and paying every month to be able to see your favorite TV shows and movies and things like that. But when musicians are first getting started in their career, they probably aren't thinking too much about, you know, oh, I should put, set up a subscription program. So in your opinion, what business models are they usually thinking about creating if any here's the thing and I, I i see this a lot now so for example one of my clients and every time i'm working on someone it always translate over one of my clients is opening a brewery here and i've been explaining it to bands that say they do it backwards they say look i'm gonna spend all this money on the tour on making the album on the studio time it's like that brewery they're going to buy all of the, the stuff and they're going to make their product and they're going to get it. And then they're going to what? We're back to hope marketing. We're back to hoping people hear about it because they didn't put any investment on the marketing side, on the loyalty side. Let me tell you, in the restaurant business, it's all about the loyalty programs. It's about getting people to visit the restaurant or the brewery multiple times within a month, not just once every six months maybe or where it's at. That's the lifeblood and cash flow for those businesses. So it's the same idea for, for musicians, but they just think about it like, oh, well, I'm going to wait until I get X amount of subscribers before I focus on having a real sales funnel or this or that or, or it's it's like any business is like opening their doors and saying well i'm just gonna do it but look man that's where we we come from like i remember on my first album like we started our own little independent record label just to get our cd in strawberries and like in all the cd stores under like a little section yeah. and 
you know, it used to be, I hope an A&R hears us, or I hope someone actually does listen to this album, or the model and the industries, uh, musicians were all still kind of living in the fog of the way it used to be um, in, in some sense. But it, what's great, like, for example, one of our artists, Striper, um, great band, been around a long time, and they're going to, bands like that that will keep evolving over time, you know, a mobile app for, for them was, you know, no problem. They understand the evolution of staying in business for tw 10, 20, 30 years, or, you know, some of these artists that are still around, you can see that they're evolving with the market. And the music business, man, they just... We grew up and want, we'll live through all that. They did not evolve with Napster, with streaming, with, you know, and now we're at the place where iTunes has just announced that they're getting rid of MP3 sales entirely. Yeah. You know, I'm not surprised. So I'm surprised it took this long. Yeah, exactly. You know, like my friends in my good friends in the Middle Coast, great band, and they're young guys. I think they're in Japan touring right now. They tour every year. They're putting out new releases, connecting with their fans. And one of the things they did very well was just simply going up to every table at every gig and asking people for their email addresses. Right. It can be as simple as that. Like you almost, I mean, technology. Well, Do you know how many times we've done that when like you're trying the next day? How many hours? band you know you scribble from their writing i remember uh <laughs> having someone walk around with with a clipboard and then you try to type their scribble drunk writing into the you know email chimp you know mail chimp after yeah. um but but a real tripwire product right a real lead gen is about the offers giving them something so when when for example and when a band is at a live show and they say instead of oh visit us online or visit us at the table, say download our mobile app, you'll get a free fan reward, and you'll get to listen to this EP for free and leave us some love. What that that's the the tripwire product, really. You know, we're not charging anything in a sense, but it's it's also the lead magnet. So they then you get in their pockets in their system, then you can engage with them and warm them up. But right from there you're collecting their email plus you're warm you're you're being able to re-engage them and the only way you can re-engage your audience now uh as a band is with you know facebook or google retargeting ads and that's when you get into you know the heavy retargeting stuff and uh like i said people should check out um you know kyle's uh indiepreneur for um you know some of that heavy facebook um stuff that there's a lot of resources and guys out there now that are are doing it you know yeah Exactly. I mean, it's amazing to learn that type of stuff, and I should potentially even have them on my podcast. My methodology tends to be Oakham's razor, right? If it's the sim the simplest solution, is often the best solution. Adding call to yeah. actions to your emails sometimes it's as simple as that. I saw my book sales rise just because I added call to actions in every email. I was right amazed. But you know, it's something that I learned from my coach James Schranko, who is on episode eighty six of the podcast. It's little tweaks like that that make all the difference. And like you say, automating this is even more powerful. Yeah, it's one thing to get emails from your fans at your shows. But if you can just get a bunch of content sent out to them without any effort and then have them engaging with you and looking at what else you have to offer, that's powerful. Especially with, you know, like direct push notifications. Text messages get read, you know, 99.8% of the time or something. And I was always curious about what happened to the other 0.2% <laughs> of those people. You know, some bad shit happened to, to, to them. But, you know, text messages get opened and, and 
even if someone doesn't accept push notifications on their phone, you can still send the message, you get the little red dot. But you're right, it's about engaging with them, but also automating it, you know, as much as it is. And these same rules apply for any business. You know, a lot of the businesses we first start working with, as much as we can automate, the more we can automate equals more margin for that process and that time for that product. So, you know, the automation is key, setting up as a model is key. The problem is, is it does take take a shit ton of time, money, and investment to set up a complete website with the WooCommerce set up the right way to ship and sell your stuff with all the different uh, tax rates for each of the states and counties, especially if you want to sell to Canada and overseas. And it becomes a lot. And again, if, if that's not your game, your passion is, you know, business, it's totally, you know, I can see where that is, which is why we developed, you know, um, we know that this can move over. We developed these again for businesses in the first place so that it could do all that. For example, when we looked at restaurants, restaurants paying thousands of dollars a month for those loyalty cards and the POS system integration to actually use them and reorder those things. And we, we, by putting everything that they need in one system with low overhead and it's all automated, that's why it was such a a win-win. Like you can't lose. You're saving money. It's automated. So it's the same idea for business, uh, for bands, automating the process and having everything in one system so they don't have to go and spend all that time or money on either they have two options either they spend their own time and money to build out their own digital ecosystems and business or they have a record label hope that somebody we're back to hope marketing hope that the right guy is going to hear and pay for it um so those struggles we that's what i'm 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 happy to wipe away you know try to try to knock right out the gate with just a mobile app as their standard platform you know that's incredible. It's just awesome to have technology like that. And let's get a little more granular now. I think musicians are hearing this and going, okay, I can build a recurring monthly subscription you know, model with my music and engage more fans and make a more consistent income, which is good. But what monetization opportunities are musicians typically missing out on? Well, the first one, like we touched a little bit, was the affiliate programs right off yes. the bat. Affiliate pro. Every time someone gets an Evo app, they get we become their first affiliate. So they get a little tab in the app that says "Want an app for your band?" And anytime someone clicks that and they get one, they get a hundred dollars sent automatically to their PayPal account. So it's a matter of you know teaching them that affiliate programs are effective if they're used right and that's part of building your your fan base you know for example as a you know podcast guy if you say this is the microphone you all need then go sign up for that affiliate program and you can do that for everything and if you put your your cap on you got five guys in a band you've got drums you've got gear you've got mixing gear you've got plugins you've got you could put up a whole big store of affiliate these are our resources any just like any entrepreneur's website you go to like we've got resources tabs with affiliate links everybody and everybody and that's why why don't pins like so that's the big one like right off the bat because it's easy it's fast you can implement it um and then the other things are thinking of i think the shift of what your core product is and what your profit maximizer is right like your core products uh in the sense of whether it's the music or the shirts but really 
you're we all know that you're not making money a lot on the shirts especially if you're doing the right way which is drop shipping it to start so you don't have to mail all that crap out from home and destroy yourself with the time of trying to ship your own stuff even if it's drop shipped you know there's not much margin there there's not much meat so the shift between thinking of your what what is our core product as a band is it our merch the the music really it's the subscription model for the super fans that could come on that side, but it's also getting creative and selling different stuff that you know your fans will dig. For example, we have artists who make one-off vinyl artwork and recordings. So they'll make one print, you know, of the custom, you know, artwork and then recording inside of it and they'll sell it to their fan. They're getting 80 to 100 bucks, you know, per one of those. And it's different things to be creative and leverage what your um, fans would like uh, as well. And if you have your own e-commerce store that's easy to use and it's in their pockets and, you know, you can just list as much as those things. We just uh, inoculum uh, this band. They've got this awesome and I'm not going to get political on your stuff and divide <laughs> anyone, but they have a, um, some kind of. Uh, Trump shirt, and I'll just leave it at that, whether it be anti or pro. But uh, um, you, you, you get their fan base. They know their fan base, and they know that's a fucking funny shirt, you know. And like it's made by us, and it's supporting us. So we're here. It is. We're gonna toss it up in the store. When you have an easy system that you can easily do that stuff to, without having the stress or worry about. How do I manage a WordPress-based site and then add those products to the e-commerce store? And that can be a hurdle for people. So oh, yeah. I'm trying to make it as easy as possible now. You know, with the with the, in the the app is the full e-commerce system in itself. It takes less than five minutes just to load up a new product, slap the price on, and it's all integrated with your PayPal or Braintree or or Stripe or whatever else you're using. So the core fundamentals of it aren't, uh, you know, are not that that um, difficult to see. But I think. Like you're saying, a lot of bands get overwhelmed with, you know, all this work. What are these next steps and the hundreds of man hours it takes? Mm -hmm. I'm sure you know this room, building your website, making your products and your ebooks, and you know, it takes hundreds and hundreds of man hours. And um, that's why I'm not recording my own music or producing albums right now. I'm running this business doing this. I get that's why they kind of can't like if an artist is expected to be the best version of themselves they can be. I just want them in creative mode. I want yeah. them creating. I want them making content. So I just want to give them the tool and the model. You just keep doing what you're doing, but actually know that you need to all be on the same page. If you're a band, or even if you're a singer songwriter, your management team and the labels, which has been the biggest eye opener is dealing with these larger teams versus small businesses um, and the pros and cons that come along with that. But if everyone's on the same plan, the same business model, it's rule number one of any venture is have a plan and follow it instead of hope marketing. I hope that we social media grows so much that a small percentage of these people turn into paying customers. If you don't have the plan and funnel behind that, you're just playing the hope game. And I've been really going heavy on that and honestly hurting some feelings along the way. <laughs> some people, some people are just great hustlers, right? And they, they just will keep spinning their wheels and keep hustling. And, and it's like someone on a treadmill, you know, and they could be, you know, making the real miles on the road. They're just 
building a list and and um, not putting them through any system, you know? Mm-hmm. In a way, you've summarized episode 40, 41, and 42 of the podcast. 40 was <laughs> bundling and packaging your music products to maximize earnings. Episode 41, how to set up a membership site as a musician. Episode 42, how to earn money from affiliate marketing for musicians. Exactly. So here's a solution that can kind of do all that for you without all of that extra legwork. Uh, exactly right. what you said, setting up a website. This is not easy stuff. I've learned to do it over the years because I, I need a way to share my message. And I believe in building on my homeland, not on rented land as much as possible, directing people to my website, getting on my email list, buying my products. But affiliate marketing is such a powerful thing. And I'm a huge believer in it and have been for the last seven years, you know, huge advocate of it. It's something that musicians are missing out on for sure. Yeah, and anyone that needs even like a little bit of proof, like, you know, there are guys, uh, if you go who are John Lee Dumas, you can go to his website, look at all his monthly income. You can look at, you know, Pat Flynn. Pat Flynn, you know, uh, he was you know, one of the best that started right away with the recurring stuff. Um, again, this is stuff I we didn't come up with. This isn't mm-hmm. something I invented. We did. This is people say like me all the time. Well, well, Brian, well, how how do you how can you prove it works? Like who does it work for? I'm like it works for thousands of people every single day that neither you or I know who they are because neither you nor I are their target market there. But I know the people that I am subscribed to and the Patreon people that I do support. I do have my niche. And if I really broke it down, there's probably a good 40, 50, 60. I probably shouldn't do the math of how many small payments I make a month <laughs> to, you know, different groups or different support or here and there. Um, and, you know, it adds up, but it's not anything that's not proven it's a complete proven business model that i think the hurdles that we've been talking about between the web stuff and 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 just all of it even the the hurdle of some people the drain of installing wordpress even on their own and then it messes up and then they get to call godaddy to figure out why they can't get back in now or there are little hurdles that you know can take up a lot for for anyone now that those basics do need to be there but again we've developed this so that it's 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 all of that in one in that sense you know and the best part that we're launching now is we're going to start hearing about progressive web apps more in the next year or two as google microsoft and apple all get their stuff together on the same page with push notifications you're going to start you know progressive websites are going to start be more of a term like back in the day no one knew what a responsive website was right or a mobile friendly site it's it's the next stage which is the basically browser technology is getting stronger um, to be able to run mobile sites like web like mobile apps Um, so you get a mobile website version with that as well and a lot of bands don't even have you know good mobile websites Um, so that's Again, it's it's the market and the business, and I didn't invent it in the sense of anyone invented this business model. And I just hope that people, if anyone does a little bit of research, they can find people in their area, in their state even, musicians that you've never heard of who are just monetizing their 50,000 fans. You know, and at the end of the day, that's what that's what you need. And you know, these guys that are making three, four, five, six grand a month, 
are, are more than most bands wish to make even on record labels back in the day. That was still a haul. So now you can own all of it. And the core fundamentals, right? Like TuneCore, you know, having your distribution set up, being registered with ASCAP or BMI to track those streams. And there's some basic things to set up. And there's plenty of resources, guys like you, that are, are teaching people different fundamentals and strategies on how to do that stuff. All you have to do is Google that and you can, that's super easy. Type in some emails, type in your stuff, get it going. Um, you know, there's other people that teach that. Um, I just build the tools to, you know, do it. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. I, I mean, that is one of the things that is sort of a mental gap for a lot of musicians is, well, I, I'm a musician. I like to create. I like to focus on the creative side. I would like to not spend so much time on the business side. In an ideal world, how can I accomplish that? And I mean, there's always been tools. There have always been different ways of accomplishing that, such as by hiring a team. But then the excuses come, right? Well, I don't have the money or I don't have the time to overlook like as a manager, it's like you don't need to micromanage your people, especially right. if, they're, if they're qualified people. But I get where they're coming. Well, you know what you said? I think uh, you said it once, I think. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But I think you've said, uh, you know, a band can 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 find a way to, to get that money for the, the printing the CDs, you know, money for the studio time or money for, for the van or the traveling. And then when it comes to the actual marketing or, or making the investment on the other side, they're just totally not with. Because, again, I think it's that mental barrier of, well, does it work or what doesn't work? And to us, it's in our world, in our bubble, you know, we see that. So I just hope people poke into other bubbles that they're you know not in right now poke poke go poke your head in the the recurring passive income side of mm -hmm. you know podcasts or books or you know business teachings and 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 start to get like oh you, you mentally i think once they see other people that it's actually working i think some of those fears can go away and they'll get excited about doing it um the only thing that they're going to get is a bunch of retargeting ads for a bunch of really expensive stuff to uh do that for you which you know most of it is you know unreliable in a sense but that's why you have to build it like you're saying on your own platform you were the one that said that right i just kept talking Exactly. Uh, I was basically sharing with you the fact that if you want to sell to musicians, it's about helping them understand or demonstrating that it's absolutely essential to them. And that's sort of, right. I'm giving away a bit of secret sauce here, but that is what you right. want to do. Because musicians will exactly. look at uh, investing in their CDs as an absolute essential. They will look at distribution as an absolute essential. So if you can show why your product is the same in their or in their ecosystem then they will buy it for sure. Well, I think, well, then I should sell a shit ton of apps because it's like a business opening up without doing any marketing. They're going to be out of business. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's essential. So, uh, you know, and, and the best part is, you know, as an artist, like you're saying, not only do we want to create, you know, they create, we create, but we love engaging with our fans and our people as it is. You know, yeah. I even remember being younger, writing the last the only stamps and letters i've ever sent in my entire life were to like musicians and bands that i loved like i remember well, looking in guitar player magazines and finding you know articles on guys in there and finding their actual address and sending them a letter and hmm. um connecting like as we, i think you know digitally now it's easier 
but you don't have to change anything you're doing in a sense. It's just a matter of doing it with a model, with a plan and with a purpose. You know, what's the model, what's the plan and what's our purpose? You know, so it's it can all be just done that way. But if you have the tools set up and that's how it runs, you know, you just need the tools for the job. That's great. Well, you've made my job as an interviewer very easy because <laughs> just kept on talking and that's perfect. You know, is there anything else I should have asked or anything else you'd like to talk in closing? No, man, I just like chatting with you. It's good to, you know, get some, uh, get some insight on that. I hope you're, you know, anyone that listens, I know, you know, like I said, I've listened to, to, to you and, and some of the other stuff, but I hope people are really diving into, uh, other people's bubbles you know get out of our bubble a little bit go somewhere you know search some google terms about some what is monthly recurring revenue and how can yes. it work for bands you know just start diving out there into some stuff and once you see other people and you see a pattern of other content creators making a good living and and uh, you would never know who they are. It's um, I am amazed by every day the different people and groups and super fan groups that I've never heard of, and you know they're they're getting apps and stuff now, and it's it, it's 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 exciting. It makes me excited to see because really at the end of the day, I just want to be in the studio engineering and mixing music, and I want to have you know do that as as well. And I'm just like you are. We're building our stuff on monthly revenues what we love you know and and that's all bands need to do too so yeah man i could talk about this stuff all day that's why uh that's what we do so anytime brother yeah great closing thoughts uh thanks so much for your time and your generosity brian no problem man you have a good one you too thanks for listening make sure to go to musicentrepreneurhq.com for show notes and other goodies and leave us a review in itunes to help us spread the word Thank you.